Last time on Almost Heroes, we pick up with our friends after just defeating all of the Empire soldiers at the dock. We take captive Yuri and the other fella without a name or did it wasn't, but he peed himself. That was really exciting. And he's naked. We bring them captive among the boats. We take them out to interrogate them. On our way, Glenn discovers that the boat has a speed motor of some sorts after getting it going with some wood and delicious alcohol, I presume. We are in motion and on our way. The lake covered in deep fog. Uh, Glynn heads up to the, the crow's nest to get a bird's eye view, keeping an eye lookout for ships. I'm following this inner voice or inner sensing as we travel towards an unknown location. Along the way, Rangrim, uh has his way with getting to know as much information as he can from Yuri, which is less than nothing, but nonetheless makes for a good time for a good half day at sea, or lake. We arrive at this unknown location, but I think and I believe that it is the right spot. We drop anchor and we head in foot first. Rangram and I sink like bricks on our way down. We gram Glenn by the ankles and give him a little speed run to the bottom. At the bottom, covered in dust and soot, there is dark grayness. Yet, off in the distance, we see ruins that seem purified by some bubble of formation. We make our way across down towards it. I step through and suddenly the water is clear and the ruins are pristine. I march forward and I hear in a deep, deep voice, what are you doing here? And that is where we left off. Thank you very much, Bobby. That brings us to episode 126, The Keeper. So we last left our Almost Heroes, the three of you had taken the plunge down to the bottom of the Von Hurst Lock, and on approaching the Lost Temple to the Overgod Ao, had been confronted by an ominous voice in your head. You have come far, mortals. But what is it that you seek? Um... This, this echoes in all of your heads, and you can see that there is this, like, moving and kind of swirling, uh, massive figure... Uh, that is up the staircase in front of you, just between you and the, the doorway to this temple. Um, and you you can see that it is this long serpentine creature with just a massive mouth on the front of its head and these three eyes that travel parallel uh, up the center of its, um, like kind of up on top of the um, the head, up on top of the, the mouth area. Um, and you can see that each one of these eyes is embossed with a different rune of some sort of runic marking. And then its body is kind of, uh, all along it are these long tentacles and fins. What are we seeking? Um, we seek a relic. Uh, it, it seems to be uh, continuing to swim in this kind of uh, back and forth motion as if it's kind of just biding its time on this uh, this lit, this basically raised pedestal in front of the door. I ask you, what is it that you seek? Uh, well, I've, I've, I forgive me. 
I well, I'm underwater, so I guess I'm thinking this, right? I have to. Think. Yeah, I, I. Let's not think too hard about it. You can All say right. it out loud. It's fine. Right. That's fine. Um, Water talking. Right. Um, I apologize for my uh, intrusion. As Cosmo takes a knee down and he kind of lowers his head and he's just, I, I am Cosmo Stoneheart. Um, we we come seeking an, an a relic of sorts. Okay, roll me a uh, persuasion check. With disadvantage, I would say. Ooh. Well, this conversation is happening. Glenn was like swimming a little bit above Cosmo, maybe like 30 feet. Not trying to hide or anything. Just Glenn's going to put a hand on the whip and a hand on Chandrell and is just waiting to see Cosmo's pop-off point. Okay, so let me uh, clarify. You are outside. Are you outside of the bubble of like clear water or are you inside of it? Uh, no, I would be outside the bubble. I think like the way we ended was I was, I, I kind of swam above it to see if there's anything right. that was like casting it. So I probably can't see in, but I'm imagining I can hear most of you this. Can, but... You can hear it. You All of you can hear it. You can see, but you it is obscured. So I would say that like okay. you probably have like, it's like half vision. Yeah, I'm purely going off of Cosmos. I'm more watching Cosmo than the Beast, just to see what we're doing. Uh, Rangrim, where are you at? <clears throat> I think I would have been probably right next to Cosmo at that point, because I think we kind okay. of sunk in I'm, somewhat of a unison. I'm in. I walk forward and in through the bar, like the barrier, if you will, into the clean water. So I'm in the ruins. Would you have stepped okay. through the I would barrier? Have, yeah, I would have. I would have followed through with him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you guys are both there then. Uh, Bobby standing side by side. I'm. I'm just gonna say that you're both standing on this. Beneath you is this that pearlescent sphere that is embedded into the floor. That that symbol of just kind of all gods in the in the previous pantheon. That kind of represents Ao. Um, and you can see that this. The water and the shifting colors of the light from from the light from above are reflected all along the floor. Um, you both are lit from below with this uh, with this kind of pearlescent light. Uh, my persuasion with disadvantage was a twenty-two. Uh, with with disadvantage even being twenty-two, uh, this this moving monstrous figure kind of slows its movement for a second and then turns to look at you with all three eyes. My name is Vic Ulek, the keeper. Uh, do you, Vic Ulek, uh, can I call you Vic for short? And he's still kind of down on one knee, not really looking up at him. I think he's trying to offer um, some sense of like reverence and realizing that he is, he's at dis disadvantage and uh, not in his element, so. He's trying to play this one smooth. Okay. <clears throat> so I think that uh, Vic Ulick uh, continues to move around on the top of this. I have been entrusted with the protection of this shrine and the great power that it holds. If you intend upon wielding that power, you will have to prove yourself worthy. What would you ask to show my worthiness to protect it? 
to prove yourself worthy, you have to prove yourself to be a master of the forces of power, time, and death. I must... And how do you intend I show such power? You hear a deep kind of guttural laughter that's echoing around all of your heads. And then you see this, this creature just kind of stop and look directly down the stairway at you. That will come with time. But first, you will have to defeat me. And you see it disappear. Roll for initiative. <clears throat> well, that's rude. <laughs> Nat gotta be... 20. Ooh, Nat one. Good boy with the Nat 20. <laughs> nat oh. You got the Nat 1? <laughs> oh. I blame Cosmo. Those are the Cosmo dice. I'm going to yeet that oh, one into oblivion. <laughs> I'm... You, you don't roll on the Cosmo dice for a dexterous. Uh... Yeah, that was that was on you. You gotta gotta roll the Glen dice for that one. Yeah. If we're my... being honest, I thought I grabbed the Glen dice, but my, my Glen dice super fair. Gave me a nineteen, so it's a dirty twenty. Okay, Ooh, so dirty right. twenty, uh, Glen. What's yours with uh, all the uh, accoutrement added? It's more. Empty cinco twenty five. I was like. And Rangrim with uh, with your amazing dex bonus. Negative three. <laughs> no, uh, luckily it's anymore. not a negative anymore, so it's just a one. It's not a zero. I love it. Uh, Glenn, that is unsurprisingly going to put you uh, in the top slot, um, and that is going to be followed up by uh, Cosmo. So, uh, Glenn, what would you like to do? You see this, uh, you just saw that this, this, let's just call it what it is, this Aboleth, but an Aboleth that is... A bit different than any Ableth uh, you've ever seen in any, any history books or storybooks. Um, you see it just completely disappear. What is what do you what would you like to do? It disappears. Um, so I'm still floating above my boys. I'm gonna because it's half speed, right? So I'm gonna take my full movement of 15 feet. Each one of these boxes is five feet or ten feet. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna move five spot or three spots, excuse me. So I'm just going to be above them, um, but in the clear water since it disappeared. And I'm going to cast Blur. Okay. Yeah. So for the duration, any creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against me and attackers immediately effect if it doesn't rely on sight. Oh, fuck. Uh, as with blind sight, it will through <laughs> illusions as true sight. So that might not work too well for the Nablus, but that's what Glenn's doing. Hey, you never know. Uh, that's my turn. I love it. Okay, uh, Cosmo, it is your turn. Cosmo is just going to look... I, whatever. I assume we're just... Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, Rangrim, stay close to me. And uh, he's going to kind of like put his back kind of backed up against uh, Rangrim's. And um, he's going to cast Aura of Vitality. Yeah, um, I like that. I love it. Um, yep. <laughs> yep. And, then, and I do it. And I do and it. Happens. Uh, Give us a little flavor of what is Aura Vitality. I would kind of see where maybe like um, his shoulder, his pauldrons maybe glow. Um, and uh, you see this like 
can be seen as like a blue shimmer that kind of pushes out from him about 30 feet in all directions. Okay. Oh, nice. So I'm in that too then. Okay, good. I was curious. I'll take it. Awesome. What, what and, happens uh, when you pop it? Does anything happen on that turn? Um, I can still use my bonus action um, to get the healing. <clears throat> nice. Um, so, yeah. And then, um, which I'll do because some of us have taken damage. Just, just because maybe some of the, uh, you know, some of the audience might have forgotten. Definitely not me. Uh, what does Aura Vitality do again? Uh, I use my bonus action every turn <laughs> to uh, heal somebody within thirty feet of me with two d six. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, perfect. And just so the audience knows, uh, we are working under some fun. Uh, we found some, uh, you know, some fun kicky. Uh, oh, you know, right. restrictions for everyone to be functioning under un, when they're underwater. So it's going to be uh, fun to see how they handle these uh, these restrictions of underwater combat. And then I, I think the only flavor is is like Cosmo would say, "I'm sure you could still hear me. We'll pass your test. I'll pass your test." Um, I love it. And that's mostly that's mostly. <clears throat> you do not get a response. That's fine. I wasn't expecting. It's rhetorical. <laughs> um, the Aboleth is waiting. Uh, is waiting its turn uh, to see what you all do, uh, which is going to actually put Rangrim next. Um, kind of taking the party's lead, I think we're just kind of all back-to-back waiting for this thing to do something. Um, Rangrim's it- just going to pull out his hammer and his shield, and I'm going to hashtag bless everyone. <laughs> I love We're it. just buffing up right now. Yeah, buffed. I just want to point out we also still have the effects of the Heroes Feast as well. Yes. So saving or advantage on wisdom throw saves, right? Wisdom saves, I believe. Uh, yep. I'm going to double check just to be sure. Anything now else? Now we also get add a d4 to your skill checks. And attacks, right? Attack rolls and skill checks, yes. Okay. Oh, because the blast got it. Perfect. Um, so you guys, you guys are all kind of nicely grouped right now. Uh, really no, no, Glenn's not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm 10 <laughs> no, feet no. above him. 10 feet above. Okay, well, that's still, that's pretty nicely clumped, so I think it's pretty good. Really enjoy that. appreciate you guys doing that for me. No worries. Happy to do it. <laughs> uh, is it Cosmo's turn? It's back to uh, Glenn, technically. No. Or back to me, I mean, sorry. No, 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 That that's going to bring us to the Apple. I thought you said it passed. It did pass. It, waited, it was waiting for to see what Rangrim did. But now it's going to that all the three of you have done have moved. It's going to uh, make its uh, it's going to make its it's itself uh, it's going to make itself known. Um, so you see from actually, I think you just see it directly ahead of you, uh, directly where the abolith dis- disappeared. You begin to see a just this collection of energy. It looks like five to six different colors that are just kind of swirling in its in this like circular area in front of where you would assume the mouth of the Aboleth to be. And then you see a just blast uh, head out towards the three of you as it uses one of its uh, special abilities that, <clears throat> that this Aboleth in particular has called Elemental Blast. Um, and I need for you guys to make me dexterity saving throws. Uh, where is he exactly right now? Uh, so he is direct. He is uh, straight where he was. Uh, so straight up on that uh, raised platform and is shooting downwards. Um, but it has here on the map again, or is he just invisible? 
he is invisible, um, but it is a uh, it is a thirty foot cone that is going to be uh, definitely hitting you guys. Nice, nice, nice. All right, so you need a dex saving throw. Need a dex saving throw from all of my favorite boys. Tight. This is a Glenn dice. Yeah, this right? is when you roll the Glenn dice. Roll them. Roll them. Twenty. Let's go. 20 nice. Let's go. Nasty. Yeah, uh, I did not do that well. There. I got a 16. Okay, that's not going to save. A 23. Okay, that will save. So, Glenn, you're the only one that takes full damage, uh, which is only 18. Surprising. I don't. I rolled... Ooh. Oh, you, you take half dodge. That. Yes. Yeah. You, you take half that, so you take uh, 9. Um, I rolled nine. incredibly, incredibly low on that. That was 5d10, and I rolled an 18. So Whoa! It, that was uh, that was an incredibly low roll, um, but either way, uh, it is a mix of all the damages. So I'm not, uh, but I will say that if you want to have, I think the fire one was a two. So if you want to take one less damage, Rangrim, you can. I'll call it. I'll call it nine. <laughs> that's fair. We'll call it. So oh, nine <laughs> damage. Well, in the underwater uh, half, round it up. The, yeah, does yeah. the fire just go out immediately because it's underwater? Uh, so yeah, basically you just see this. <laughs> This blast of spiraling energy shoots out of this thing's mouth, and you see it appear for just a second as it does so, revealing its location. Uh, but you see this spiraling energy that just kind of turns into the the fire, turns into just steam as it's kind of shooting out of this thing's mouth. Uh, but yeah, you all take nine damage as this elemental blast hits you all and kind of sears the floor around you, just creating this burst, this torrent of bubbles that uh, heads towards the surface. Rude. Uh, but uh, yeah, that is going to that will now uh, bring us to Glenn's turn. Uh, well, since we, yeah, since we're grouped and that blast is gonna hurt again, uh, Glenn's gonna like cough a little bit, be like, uh, grouping up might not be the move, but maybe uh, just take some random shots into the void. But he was like out in front of us, right? Um. Glenn is going to cast, which drops. No, it doesn't drop blur. Oh, yeah, it does. It's a concentration. Uh, Glenn's going to cast Nathair's Mischief, and he's going to create a. Ooh, so mischievous. 20 foot cube. And I need to roll for what it does. But Glenn is going to put a 20 foot cube. Um, way I can draw this shit. There you go. Uh, where do we want to put it? I mean, he was there, so let's put it over there again. Uh, bang. And Glenn's casting... Yeah, so if he's in that area, he needs to make a... Wisdom saving throw? What is my saving throw? I don't know. That's a great question. Tells me concentration. It, it should, you know I'm tripping balls. Your save will be at the top of your spell list. So it'll say modifier spell attack, and then your save DC should be right next to it. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what type of saving throw. Oh, okay, it looks like a, a charisma saving throw. Oh, okay, you just didn't know what type of save it was. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So charisma saving throw if he's in that cube, or if he ever goes into that cube. Okay, I can roll you that charisma saving throw right now. Neat. He rolled so poorly. Um, that is a seven. <laughs> no, that does not. Uh, <laughs> so I will roll on the 
D4 table to see which of these it is. I really am hoping. Oh, fuck yes. Eat. Let's go cube. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a wisdom saving throw if you want to roll again. Uh, uh, I yeah. guess each well, effect has a different type of save. That was a 16. Does not. Doesn't matter. Okay. I am looking forward to hearing this one. Each creature in the cube must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or begin giggling until the start of your next turn. A giggling <laughs> creature is incapacitated and uses all of his movement to move in a random direction. So let's let's hear let's that giggle, go. John. Oh, <laughs> uh, you Bravo, you, BK. You wily makes you. <laughs> That's my turn. You hear that echoing uh, chuckle in your heads, that just kind of guttural, deep speech chuckle in all of your heads. That's fantastic. He's still in front of us. Uh, <laughs> kill the laughter. And then did you say he has to move in some direction? He's uh, incapacitated, he's cons- right? considered incapacitated, yeah. Uh, I um, thought you said he has to use all of his movement speed to something, something, something. Yeah, a giggling creature is incapacitated and uses all his movement speed to move oh, in a random no. direction. That's right. Hockey Man did bless John. Oh, oh, I did not see that. Yes, it's it's there. You can see it. I That's forgot okay. To mention I it. we're gonna we're gonna move past this one because I also realized that he uh, definitely has a bigger bonus to his wisdom saving throws than I I thought. But either way, I, I've already we've already ruled it that 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 one goes through. So we'll do the bless and and the, the correct okay. things going forward. Thank you, Hockey Man. And dependent on his type of invisibility that was cast or used, if he's incapacitated, he's no longer invisible. Invisibility drops on incapacitation. Depending, yeah, depending on the type if of it's invisibility. concentration. Okay. All right, that's good to know. I appreciate that. I mean, I don't, but I do. <laughs> it makes like, you feel better. It works the same for me. <laughs> like... Okay, so he has to use all of his movement speed to move in a random direction. That sounds hard. Yeah, that's an interesting... Uh, I guess I'll just do, you know, kind of one, two, three, four situation for the cardinal directions. That's yeah. fine. The D4. Okay, um, I'm going to use uh, one of... Well, he's incapacitated. I don't know if I can actually use any of his legendary actions right now. Uh, I don't know. No, I would assume he can't. Makes sense if he's unable to do anything. Yeah. Uh, yep. So that's going to bring us to that'll bring us to the top, or not to the top of the order. That'll bring us to Cosmo. Can you make him visible? Unless it's not applicable. Yes, I'll make him visible. You I want to know where the fuck keep, we're going to kill this guy? Keep this boy again. All right. Um, like battleship. If you swim up, by the way, just let me know. I know that I know Glenn's ten feet up, but if you're well, I guess the the, the dwarves can't swim up. Not, not not effectively. No. There's like be uh, pretty, like pretty ineffective, on the moon, basically. Uh, ineffective yeah. form of movement. <clears throat> uh okay, sorry. I Yep. Okay. It is Cosmo's turn. Cosmo now sees the thing. Uh great. And then I get half my movement speed. Yeah, so three squares. Three squares. Oh. Yay. <laughs> Great. Um, use move three squares up. <laughs> use my bonus action to heal. Um, and 
That's what we do. Because I'm not in uh, melee range. Melee. Okay. Alrighty. That's going to bring us to Rangrim. Uh, Rangrim, I'm going to actually move towards it as well with Cosmo. Uh, Rangrim is going to... I'm going to first drop a Guiding Bolt on him. So I'm going to channel my Divine Energy there, and through my hand that I actually have my hammer in, I'm going to cast a fourth level Guiding Bolt just through the fingertips. Oh, yeah. Or show. Woo! And so that is a spell. That's just a straight-up spell attack. I always forget. So I got to roll for that. That's cocked. Fuck. How's a cocked 28 luck? to hit? Uh, it definitely hits. Okay. Let's roll a whole mess of D6. Oh, I missed it. What level are you casting this at? Fourth level. Nice, 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 nice. A little poof of soot, like billows around you. That was awful. That was 13. Off of 76. Oh, sorry. Uh, 76 plus... Oh, where'd you go? Nope, just 76. 13 radiant damage. All right. That's our caster. (laughs) And then realizing that it just doesn't do a lot of damage, um, Rangrim's gonna yell at the Aboleth, but like, We've all been doing the speaking in the head thing. He's just underwater yelling, so it just sounds like a whole bunch of gargling. I don't even know how I could recreate that without being underwater, but we all get what I'm talking about. Um, And then using my bonus action from my Warhammer Javelin Chimera monstrosity, I'm going to chuck it up into the water, uh, hovering 100 feet above me. Uh, that would be actually. outside of the water then, which is an, a pretty incredible okay. sight because uh, cool. basically you you're we, we go to a different view of Yuri and Winston who are up on the uh, tied to the mast up on top of the water uh, in in your kind of in your little uh, fishing vessel and they just see this crazy looking weapon that shoots out of the water and then just sits hovering maybe ten feet above the water like five to ten feet above the water and just sitting there waiting. It's just like slowly rotating. They're like, what the fuck is... <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that is my full turn. Okay. So that's going to bring us back to the Aboleth, who is going to... You said it can move 30 feet. Uh, it can move its full movement speed in any direction. Okay. It, that That is random. Okay. So... I rolled while a it, one. While it giggles. <laughs> while it giggles. Uh, but it's going to move, it's going to use its full movement speed to move back, uh, basically to move north, which is what the IS kind of associate with the one there. Uh, and it does move out of the range of that, uh, of that attack, luckily. And you hear that laughing, that just guttural kind of disconcerting laughing, laughter stop. And you see this this creature who doesn't have, you know, traditional facial features, but you see its mouth turn into kind of a little bit. It, it, you can tell it's it's a little bit more serious now uh, than it was previously, and it used its movement, but it still has its action, which is fantastic. I love that. I, that's my one of my favorite things about that because it is going to use 
one of its other effects. And you see, the first time you saw it use that that elemental blast, you saw its lowest eye light up when it used that ability. This time you see the top eye light up and it is going to target directly at you, Glenn. Um, and I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Is this a spell? Uh, it is. Neat. You make all saving throws with advantage and you get a d4 added to it. Well, it's technically an ability. It's not an actual spell. Okay. It's like a monster ability. Apologies. Uh, but still, all saving throws are made with an advantage from Heroes Feast. Perfect. All right, that's 14 on the dice. Ooh, a four off the bless and... Oh, I'm outside of 10 feet. So, 18. 18. Um, that is not going to do it. It is... Um, you... So this... You see this... This eye lights up, and this time you see the blast just from every, from deep within this creature's mouth, you see these little pinpoints kind of come together into this one sphere of energy, and then you see it shoot out directly at you and blast you directly in the chest, Lynn. So, this is its chrono beam, and on a failed save, the, the Guardian Ablet draws some of the creature's time into itself and gains plus 10 to its position in initiative order. In addition, the target's speed is reduced by half and it can't take actions. Um, and it can take it can take either an action or a bonus action on a turn, but not both. While it <clears throat> while it is stealing time, the Aboleth speed, sorry, there's a lot going on here. The Aboleth speed uh, increases by 30 feet, and when it takes the multi-attack action, it can make an additional attack. Um, the targeted creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on a success. So for the time being, you your speed is reduced by half and you cannot take reactions um and you can on your turn you can only take either actions or bonus actions mother fuck that ability um but it also moves the uh guardian ableth up uh 10 in the initiative order which still but, puts it right back to where it was uh yeah it technically it's above rangram now it's the only difference well, it was originally, and then you dropped, and then you're back. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So, um, but aside and he's going to hold it, his turn for after. <laughs> um, but with that, uh, with that, it, it's already used its movement, uh, but it now can move an incredible amount on its next turn. Uh, but that is going to be it for the the Abolith on this turn, and that's going to bring us back to Glenn, a Glenn who is no now moving. Was there no, no damage? damage? Uh, just oh, a nice. glint, glint. You feel yourself as if you are just moving at half speed, and, and like I think the two of you too see this. You see Glenn moving in the water as if he's been caught in like some sort of like he's doing the slow motion running man in the water to try to stay afloat. It looks pretty wild. I think you're just kind of there's like an energy that's just kind of radiating around you. This this light kind of bluish white energy that's that's kind of radiating off you. Uh, Glenn is going to. Pull an arrow from his back. I guess it all in slow-mo. And he's going to pull the rend of the Dragon Queen. And he's going to lock back and go, your breath stinks. And let go. And he's going to take a shot with the <laughs> rend of the Dragon Queen. I but love because it. I can't move, I'm going to use my bonus action. Oh, I already have advantage on this because of the... Uh, the no, Spirit uh, Gun the is spirit not... Gun thing. Is that... Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. You do have advantage. Yep. yep, it did hit, so you still have advantage on this attack. Neat. 
plus d4. This might, but, this uh, might hurt. <laughs> and you, you are still blessed, so you get a d4 to the attack roll. It don't matter. I got a nat 20. I got. I rolled a 19 and a 20. a boy. So, uh, this is going to be fun. Yep. The arrow that I used was the arrow of anchoring. Not a kid. So it needs to make a DC 13 saving throw. Wow. It's not that high. A uh, DC what? Like a con? Uh, strength. Sorry. Strength, strength saving throw. I think Ooh. That. But more fun things happen. <sighs> I rolled the 13. Dang. Oh, hell yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's Oh, uh, wait. Fine, sorry. But... I also have bless. So uh, that's a yes, that's you plus do. four. You're a hashtag so blast. that's a 17. Blessed. Um, because Thanks, I rolled a man. 20, um, this is going Blessed. to be a, oh no, that's only if I didn't use ammo. I did use ammo. Okay. Um, but because it was a 20, I am going to pump all of my charges right back into it. Uh, okay. which is going to be <laughs> a lot. One, Plus two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven charges. Oh, so I'm burning this whole thing. All my dice are going to be doubled because it's a crit and I got sneak attack because I had advantage. Oh my God. So I'm going to roll a bunch this, of dice real quick. This this might, t- I don't remember what the max damage that Cosmo put in, but you might beat it right now. All right, I'm going to roll these by hand because I'm terrified. This is that, absolutely uh, some Cosmo smite level dice this is, this yeah. is about it. to be rolled right I've now. I've actually never gotten a nat 20 on a sneak attack, fun fact, in this campaign. Well, this isn't a sneak right. attack. He sees you. It doesn't matter if a, if a rogue has, advantage, has advantage on their at attack, all. it's a sneak attack. Yep. Wow. So it is, my friend. It is. All right. So we're starting off with 13. Now I'll roll the sneak... Uh, 13. Sorry. Math. 12 plus... 12 plus... Uh, where the fuck is the... Plus 7. Okay. So 19 to start. Now you can drop some numbers down for you. Start start me with some 19. Yep. Then I'm at how many D6 at this point? Seven? Eight D6. Wow. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Two, six, 16. 28. 28 plus 16 is 44, 48, 56. And then all the D10s. Do it. So is that 56 plus your 19? Uh, Yes, 56 plus the 19. 56 plus 19, got you. Sitting at a healthy 75 before those D10s. Let's go. You know, I roll seven of them is what I said. I'm just going to roll these ones here because <laughs> you double it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Double 39. Oh. So, 78 on top of what we already have, yep. Dan. Let's go. 153 damage. What so, the Booyaka. 53 Hell. damage. So, so Glenn, Glenn gets hit by this laser beam. He's like, hold on to this. Boom. Shoots and laser beams him, like, right the fuck back. It starts super fucking slow. And then as, like, the arrow moves through each of the dragon's mouths, it just, like, is charging with more and more and more draconic energy, and it just goes, 
just like a fucking shotgun just like against the bow so i think glenn even slowly just goes uh... <laughs> yeah, I, think it's flat. I think you tumble backwards a little bit in slow motion just stuck yeah, in yeah. place uh... <laughs> i'll move myself back 10 feet Holy oh my god crap that was turn. incredible uh i mean instantly bloodied as this massive blast fires towards the ablet you see it just kind of rear back and this energy blasts against the aboleth and just i think it leaves an outline of a blast mark on the door that the aboleth is pretty much up against and you can see this kind of darkened spot against this beautiful pearlescent door that uh, is directly behind the aboleth and the aboleth is just i think slightly smoking in the water there's these bubbles that are coming off of it and uh, you can see just, I mean, there are scorch marks covering uh, covering this Aboleth. But it's not out of the fight yet. And that is going to bring us to uh, Cosmo. That was an incredible, incredible attack. I don't think I've ever gotten it. I know for a fact I've never gotten a 20 on a sneak attack. That was very exciting. So that much was... nice to double. Oh. oh, yeah. I don't know if it, because I can't remember what Cosmo's max was, but uh, that's absolutely in the running for the most damage oh it's I gotta be got i was attack. gotta be up there at least i was trying to if scroll it, if it's not it it's very close to it whatever so close. damage we ever you know had. what though if you're gonna if you're gonna be getting these these hot hot rolls this is the time to be doing it sure is uh, yeah, yeah glenn's now scared <laughs> glenn glenn was not stoked <laughs> to be in the water to start with and now glenn's like <laughs> uh, i'm hurting uh, Get him, Cosmo. Oh, make us make, make another save, uh, Glenn. Fuck. Wisdom. Yes. You have wisdom. You have advantage. Wisdom. Mm, probably not. Oh no. Blessed. Oh, dude, the plus four on the bless again. Uh, maybe nineteen. No, twenty. Dirty twenty. Yes, that does it. You're able to break out. You are no oh, longer slowed. Faster. <clears throat> Right, Cosmo's turn. Perfect. And he's just like, I'm gonna get you, Vic Olaf. And he's gonna move up one, two, three squares. I can't see the squares. Is that three? Uh, Glenn, if he moves into the 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 bad laughing zone, does he? It oh yeah. Gets him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> That's why I asked okay. if your if your chrono beam did damage, because if it didn't, then it's still it's still there. Oh, okay. I, Are you moving into a Cosmo? That's I didn't. I, it's all my movement speed. I have no more. <laughs> <laughs> I got as far as I, I can it. get, Coach. Just, uh, I'm going. I'm going to get there eventually. Um, and then... I love uh, it. We use our bonus action again to heal. God, I love being a punch boy. I can't even get there to punch. He's going to <laughs> uh, cast his Vow of Enmity on to Vic Ulrich. Okay, what kind of save do I need to make? You don't. You don't get one. It just <laughs> okay, <works>. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> love that. I see love it. to see I, it. I love it. I raise you with a you don't get to. Okay. You uh, nah. nope carded me. Nah. A nah, brah. All right. All right. Uh, awesome. So uh, for the future, it's uh, I could choose it. Oh, I'm out of range. Never mind. I'm not even in range. Okay. Never mind. Keep going. Uh, you want to hold your action? Just hold your hold your action. Sure. Okay. Sure. I don't want to move down the uh, order. I want to stay where I'm at. 
Rangrim, one of these days, you need to make Cosmo some javelins so he has a ranged attack weapon to, to use that uses strength. That's not a, but, bad, uh, that's not yeah. a bad idea. Anyway, um, that's that's great. I, I love it. So you come charging up at, at Vic Ulick, and I think that they're going to answer that with a uh, one of their one of their their legendary actions. Uh, they're going to use Psychic Drain on you. Um, oh, does not no. hit. It does not hit. Uh, that's a 13, uh, but you can feel that something was trying to kind of pierce into your brain, uh, but you are able to, with your dwarven dwarven trained mental defenses, you're able to, def- to fend it off pretty easily. But that being said, uh, Viku, like you see, picks themselves up and kind of shakes off some of this, this just damage and rubble from Glenn's attack and seeing this nasty zone is going to move around it because I'm good at Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not going to swim right through it. <laughs> Do not stand in the fire. And you see it swim through these columns as it goes. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, yeah. He's got super speed now, huh? Oh, yeah. He can move 60 feet. Between the bricks on the ruins and the blocks on the map, I'm like, I can't even see. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, that's okay. He's in range of both of you now. And I think Rude. he's going to, I think he's going to first thing is going to just start doing a couple, um, doing a couple attacks on Cosmo here. Um, and first one's going to be, let's do a couple attacks. You see these tentacles start to whip out towards you, Cosmo. I was not going to do anything. I was also not going to do anything. Uh, it's a 21 to hit. Nope. It's a 19 to hit. That's neither of Well, wait, I have... Uh, wait, bless, is that added to the attacks? Yes. Yes. Okay. Ooh, and that would be... attack roll, so it's a d4. Uh, that, okay, so that would have been a 22. Nope. And then I'll add to the 19. Uh, that is a 23. Roll the 4 on that one. Nope. What is <laughs> What is your AC? 24. <laughs> oh my thousand. god. <laughs> All right. Well, you get you Hey, the DM gave I, me the armor. Full stop. I've made a mistake. I've made a huge <laughs> mistake, y'all. Made a huge mistake. <laughs> Cosmo never changes armor the entire campaign. We hit the All Dawn right. Forge and it gives it to me. Uh yeah. I've I've made a huge mistake, y'all. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. It's a really bad choice. So, all right. <clears throat> the Abolith just, Vic Ulick comes over and swims between these pillars. You can tell that they are starting to get more desperate. Their, their tentacles are, are flailing outwards and they're whipping at you, Cosmo, and you're able to kind of dodge to the side of them. They're slapping down and, and taking chunks out of the concrete uh, the, the cobblestone beneath you as you're able to dodge to the side, kind of deflect them with your shield. Um, and as Vic Ulick is just watching all this happen, you can see a level of frustration uh, that starts to come over them, and then you see them stop and center themselves. You see them just kind of re- pull all their tentacles back in and just take in like a, a breath through their gills and release it. And as it releases... An incredible amount of this murky water begins to flood out of their uh, out of their gills and fills 
a 20-foot radius spear, uh, sphere uh, oh, centered on a point right in front of, basically on the Aboleth. Uh, and the sludge spreads around corners. Each creature within the Guardian Aboleth uh, must make a, a dexterity saving throw. Mmm. <laughs> I don't like that at all, Sajukor. It's that, mucus time. That's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm ugh. trying so hard to not metagame that. It's not. It's, oh, it's terrible. The deck saving throw? Come on, Glendai. Uh, is, is, it, is, it, is it a poison? Uh, it is not a poison. Is it a disease? It is not. It is a not a disease. All right, just checking. Okay, what, what were those deck saves? Uh, 18. Okay. You make it. Nice. Shout out to the Glendice. You're not pregnant. Uh, my my Glendice sucked because how's that an eleven? <laughs> my bad, bud. Not very good. Yeah, uh, so, so I need you to I need you to take a little bit of acid damage first. So that's seven yeah, acid yeah. damage, and then you become restrained. That's some strong mucus. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, and then so it, it kind of it kind of you feel this this thick kind of gelatinous water flood around you and then as it kind of as it runs around your body it restricts it kind of hardens and, and you your body just like becomes rigid as it is has restrained you um so a creature that ends its turn in the sludge takes uh acid damage as well and then the the sludge lasts until uh i use another lair action that's disgusting um wait uh- Oh, so it's just on the map now, that sludge. It's just on the map, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, how high is it? It's 20-foot uh, sphere. 20 foot. okay. Yeah. Yeah, you chose a cube. Interesting. Well, <laughs> you know. I'm just fucking with you. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> some say that... Uh, some, you, didn't, some... you didn't pass the shapes. <laughs> I thought we were talking about how flat circles are. A sphere... <laughs> is not a flat circle, so. Oh, shit. The other reason for that is because spheres are much larger than cubes. I see. Seems fair. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Now you Thanks, helped. BK. Yeah, it's well, way better now. I guess, actually, is it radius or diameter? It's radius. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then circle's much bigger. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> Just trying helping, to help. help. Helping everyone out. So, uh, yeah, your vision uh, seeing into this is also obscured, so you would have disadvantage on shooting it. Or if you have advantage, you'd have just even. Uh, All right. I go dice now. So, okay. Awesome. Um, that is going to bring us to the end of the uh, of the Guardian Apple's turn, and that is going to bring us to... Yeah, boy. Uh, yeah, boy. Clint. Just confirming before, uh, anytime I... Oh, what, if about, I have a... what about me? Oh, sorry. It's Rain Grip's turn. Yep. Before not, that, not though, this Jaboy, that Jaboy. The, oh, the Jaboy. Concentration spells, whenever I take damage, I have to roll. It's either... But it's like 10 or half... It's 10 or half the damage you took is the... Um, the save. The, the difficulty check. Half Whichever the damage. Whichever side. 10 or half the damage. 10 or half... Okay, yep. that's what I've been doing. I'm just making sure. I never... I'm, I have advantage on them from Warcaster, so like I always roll them behind the scenes and I just never mention it. I, I have been like too. I damn, I damn near. I like always pass it because I have advantage on it. Um, I I am keeping tabs on it. Aura vitality is a concentration spell. So, but I'm good so yep. far. All right. All right. So Rangrim's turn. turn. Um, first, I didn't realize how 
I've been doing a lot of stuff wrong, and I really hate this goo. <laughs> so, uh, Rangrim's going to... So it's kind of... It's two separate actions, but they're going to be in quick succession. I'm going to Guiding Bolt him again at third level. So that's okay. just going to be 66. We'll see if that one hits. A 25 to hit. Okay. Uh, I think you will have a disadvantage on attacking him because of the goo. Disadvantage on attacking him? Yes, because okay. your vision is obscured. That was a 23. That does do it. Dang. Damn. He says, Dog I damn see it. you, and I raise My, you. I get a plus 10 on here. the spell attack, so that's lucky. Um. So, 6, 12... 17, 20, 21 radiant damage from that. Okay. Um, so now he lights up and is glowing, and I'm using my command word to bring my Warhammer down on him as my bonus action. Awesome. What's your command word? Uh, right now it just sounds like... Uh, well, you've activated my trap card. Uh, when you attack it, uh, I need you to make me a strength saving throw. Um, I'm not physically attacking. The javelin is already up in the air, so it's oh, coming that's, okay. down. Never mind. You're not. Yeah, you're not barreling within, down uh, right on top of them. Gotcha, boy. Okay. So I get to make that attack with advantage. So that one ends up being a. That ends up being, being a 19. Uh, that that hits. Okay, I've been doing the damage for this way wrong. There's so much more die I need to roll. Attaboy. Oh, no. <laughs> Attaboy. <laughs> so there's, there's the base so damage more. just for the Warhammer hitting, which is a D8 plus 3. So that is 6. So there's 9. The Javelin portion is... 2d6 piercing. I don't know if he has resistances, but I have the damage types if you need them. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. 11 piercing. Um, because of my clerical powers, I also do 1d8 radiant. So that's 5 radiant. Does clerical powers mean like you're really good at doing your taxes? Yes, powers? that's absolutely what it is. I'm like really, really good on an abacus. You can't, you can't do math, but you're like... File organization is just immaculate. And then, and then the combined total of the fire damage I get from the javelin in the originality of the Warhammer is 76 fire. Okay. That's because he will take, he's going to take half damage from that. The fire damage. Yep. So it's 18. Oh my God. Amazing. Hurt him or it. 28, 31. That's on the floor. Hurt oh my god, I rolled like all sixes. So it's 37 fire damage. So that okay. is a grand total of 37, we have, uh, 37, 57, 62 total damage. Except the 37 was cut in half, right? Yes. Yep, 37 so was damage. cut in half. 37 is the fire damage. The remainder is 25. 25 bludgeoning, piercing, and radiant. Okay. The so 25 plus 18. Okay. The so 43 damage. Okay. Half the fire damage. You 
this thing just comes rocketing down. I think, again, we see Yuri and Winston up there tied to the mast in the ship. And this, this, your Warhammer, your, your meteoric javelin hears your call and just comes rocketing down back to whence it came and just, I think, just slams this uh, Abolith into the ground and just crushes it into the floor. And I think the, the ground and the, the, the cobblestones crack beneath it as it makes like this small crater. Um, and I think just, again, and it just a deluge of of bubbles and steam erupt upwards as you just absolutely just knock the wind and well any air or water or whatever that is within this ablet out of it um you can tell that the ablet is incredibly injured uh by this like the, this is this has put it into a critical condition uh but uh yeah uh you can see that it is it is very 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 injured ouchies um, and then once I do that, um, uh-huh. because I don't need to, I will back out of the goo. Uh, Just outside the goo. Can you leave the goo? <laughs> I thought we were restrained. Yeah, you're restrained in the restrained. goo. Oh, because you passed. I passed nice. the save. Oh, boy. Okay, well, I'm yeah. restrained. That's fine. Okay. The goo. Uh, that is going to bring us, uh, I believe that's going to bring us to the top of the round then. Um, with with Cosmo, or nope. with Glenn, I'm sorry. The other yeah. Chaboy. The other Chaboy. The, the other Chaboy. The other, the other, other Chaboy. Chaboy. <laughs> the third available Chaboy. <laughs> um, so Glenn is going to like start swimming towards the Abolith, which is probably the least menacing thing you can do <laughs> towards a creature if you're just like dolphin kicking. So I can only get 15 feet. Um, and he's gonna say, like, as he's swimming towards him, like, have we we proven ourselves yet, or do we have to finish this? Because I will. And like, Glenn just like saying that as he finishes his swim. Is there any response? Uh, yes, I. You do hear a response. As you approach the Abolith, it was already in the process of dropping its its mucusy cloud. You see it disperse and the. Abolith comes back in view, and you see Vic Ulick in <laughs> just dire straits. I think there is probably a big dent in their back, and they are still laying on the ground, basically laying on the on the on the lake floor uh, in this crater that was created by Rangrim's javelin warhammer. And through kind of, you could see a trail of this bluish purple like blood that is just coming out of the side of the of Vic Ulick's mouth. Yes. You have proven yourself quite worthy. Though to be fair, I already knew that you were. But it has been quite some time since I've had a challenge. And you see uh, Vic Ulick raise themselves up with a lot of effort. And all three of its eyes close as it does a, a slight bow to the three of you. And as it does so, you see the doors behind it open wide, revealing what looks like a, a, a lit interior of the inside of a temple. Um, but there seems to be some sort of like veil 
of water refraction, like water refraction, like you can tell that there is some sort of barrier there, uh, that it's not just water into the next room as the doors hmm. open wide. Lynn's gonna like keep swimming again, super menacingly. It's just, we'll just a little keep doggy paddle. Um, <laughs> but as Glenn's swimming by him, uh, if the DM will allow, Glenn's going to try and Cut scoop off. some of the. <laughs> no, no, this guy seems like someone that if you can kill, you don't, you shouldn't kill. Uh, purely because of friendship points. Uh, Glenn's going to try to scoop some of the blood in the jar. Like he's going to try oh. to like grab a jar and just. I, I don't know what Ableth blood can be used for, but I'm sure uh, Jargot does. So yeah, true. I'm just gonna get some resources for our mm. otherworldly boy. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll say that you're able to you know scoop up a jar of that without any issue. I imagine there's a lot of water, and it still have to be like distilled. But yeah, Glenn's just gonna be like kind of swimming over Cosmo, and obviously drop the spell effect of Nefer's mischief, and say you know I think we should uh think we should try to get inside quickly. Uh, Vic Ulick, it was a pleasure, I guess. I don't really know how much of that either of us enjoyed, but any any advice on what we're about to face inside? Is this just like straight to the heart of AO and we're good to go, or is there, there more to it? Uh, you hear another uh, deep chuckle, and a kind of more of that blood is coughed out as he does so. And go, and he's, he responds with, You will need to prove your mastery over the forces of power, time, and death to progress. But I wish you well and believe that you may have what it takes to do so. Uh, If you see anybody else come in here, um, you know, kill him. Glenn's going to toss him a greater healing potion. Just, just, just a sweeten the deal of murder. Whatever's going to come this way, <laughs> I love it. Um, it, love it, it floats through the water slowly, impotently off of uh, off of the abolith. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I, I'm assuming it. He just chomps it up and chews it. I, they can eat glass, I assume. Um, Probably. Yeah. Ugh. You see all their wounds heal, and uh, the dent pops out of the back of them like they just got a you know a dent wizard removed from their car or something. You um, activated my trap card. Roll, roll a d twenty. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> did, did he really? Yeah. <laughs> Those are the poisoned ones. <laughs> oh God! Not, not murder. Just if if he doesn't pass it, he rolls anything but a nat one. He's poisoned for twenty four hours. It's not a, it's not a bad spell. It's just, it's a nineteen. Okay, he's fine. You, you, you still get the HP. Oh, yeah, I love it. That's you get, great. You get forty four. <laughs> Okay, nice. I'll well, sure roll that. Well, Vic, I never, uh, never got to put my war pick on your uh, flesh, but uh, next time, man, eh? <laughs> Do you get the I'm tournament? Always, <laughs> I'm always open for the challenge. Next time, one-on-one. Seems fair. As he's clunking his way across the room. (laughs) Slowly, so slowly in the water, just one step at a time. Yep. You gotta just swim. You can just float and swim, no? I guess the armor. All right. And Glint's gonna, like, doggy paddle past him. 
Okay. Um, as you get closer to this this doorway, you can see that there is, in fact, some sort of barrier. And what it looks like is the same kind of barrier you see when you are underwater and you're looking up out of it. Glenn's uh, going to put a hand into it. As Cosmo steps through it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Glenn's going to cautiously do it while Cosmo just walks in. <laughs> uh, Glenn, Glenn, your hand is cleave, cleft off immediately and Cosmo dies. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Sometimes the charm, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck me, I guess. Glenn, Glenn, you feel warm air on the other side and you feel like your hand is instantly dried. Uh, Cosmo, you walk through and feel the same effect. As you walk through this water, you feel as if you are being just like, uh, like almost like a... It's not that you are being dried like steam is, is, is coming off you. It's like you were never wet as you walk into this room, and it is comfortably warm. Hmm. Uh, Cosmo yeah, just Glenn's... put his ear on, wig on, put his hand on his ear wig. It's, it's safe to come in. Uh, it's eerily magical, but come on in. <laughs> or is it magically eerie? They're magically Glenn's delicious. Glenn's going to kind of wait for Rangram to catch up if Rangram was doing anything behind him, but... Once Rangram's no, going to follow. Rangram just turned because I didn't have my making his way up the stairs. Real, I and I just realized I didn't have my warhammer. It was still just in the ground where the Avalith was. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So I should remember that. But luckily, I can <clears> just <throat> I can just recall it like Thor that shit. I'm just running. That's really a good point. So like, doosh, doosh. and then I can just summon it back. So make sure I do that. So I actually have my weapon. Lynn goes and collects his arrow of anchoring as well. Love yes, it. Yes, good. <laughs> um, awesome. So you all make your way uh, at different rates of speed up in into this room, and eventually you all step through this barrier and are all, again, dry. And when you walk into this room, it is, it's pretty incredible. It's a cylindrical space that is tearing up on top of you for you know 20 feet 20 20 feet or so um so it, like i said it's not an immense mat like massive temple because it's hidden beneath a lake but it's still still a good size two stories up above you you see this kind of aztec style mayan ruins in in aesthetic uh the floor inside is is all the same kind of like white cobblestone that was outside it is pristine and beautiful in the center you see what looks like a massive well that is full of what looks like a pearlescent fluid that is it's it's very similar in in aesthetics to the the symbol of Ao that you saw on the outside of the temple but you can tell that this is some sort of actual fluid almost like a well of water that, or of magical water that's in the center of this room, uh, probably a good, you know, 10, 10 feet across. It's, it's pretty large. And on three points around this well, you can see that there are three runic symbols uh, that, you know, you'll have to do a little bit more investigating to tell exactly what they say. But around the room, you can see that there are just statues of every single every single god of the original pantheon. You can see that there is, you know, there is Arathis, there is the Raven Queen, there's there's Tiamat, there is Kronos, there is, there's everyone. They're, they're all there depicted all around the room and it, it just lining every single, they're just massive, massive amounts of alcoves uh, for these, all these statues depicting all of the gods. Um, funnily enough, you don't see one of Ao. 
but you see all the other gods in this room. And uh, that's that's basically all you see in this room. It is completely empty aside from that. Um, it's, you know, 40 feet across, likely at the base. It's it's not an incredibly large space, um, but it's, uh, yeah, you are alone in this room with this well. Uh, Cosmo, you mentioned there was like a, a pull for you before. Is there is there still a pull in any direction among this this hall? Um, roll a religion check. I don't. DM. Uh, yeah. Roll 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 a religion check. Religion. We're okay with that. Uh, fifteen. Okay. Um, that. I think that in this space, I think you, it is difficult to tell a certain direction you're pulled to. You just feel like you are in the right place. You mm -hmm. feel confident in, in your current positioning, but okay. you don't get much more than that. Uh, no, there's I think you're slightly overwhelmed. There's nothing really specific here as he kind of steps into the room, observing all of the spaces. And uh, I think he takes special notice you said there's no nothing in regards to like uh ao that's in the room like you don't see anything no but there's this well this well in the center yeah uh okay. you know there's obviously been imagery of ao on the outside but no there's no statue of ao okay um cosmo would step up to the well um is it like something that's like flat with the floor or is it raised like a the well uh yeah so it I would say that there is a brim around it that is about two feet two feet high. Okay. All right. Cosmo would step up to this well and maybe look down inside or... Uh, yeah, what do I see in the well? I don't, I'm sorry if you explained this. And no, you, you look down into the well and you can tell that this is clearly not just regular water, nor is it a solid surface. It is a pearlescent moving fluid that is just kind of ever-changing of colors. And Cosmo, when you walk up to it, you are already kind of on alert for listening to your inner self, listening to the, the feelings that you're getting from things from yourself and from outside influences. And it is unmistakable. When you walk up to this well, the feeling that you get from it is that it is hungry. Not in a way of like it needs a Taco Bell, but more like it is insatiable. Uh, are there any runes among the well? Yes, there are. There are three runes that are in a triangle formation around the well. If you'd like to roll a history check uh, or a religion check, I can, uh, or an Arcana check, actually. Whichever one, I'll give you different flavor for either any, whichever one of those you'd like to do. Let's do Arcana for flavor, because Glenn. Mm -hmm. Dirty 20. Perfect. Glenn, I, I think that these are runes you've come across multiple times. They are very old, but these would be runes that would have been utilized in any kind of script that would have pertained to the oldest of the gods the like kind of primordial gods the 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 gods of the gods the, the, the you know those those few over gods that have existed and they're straightforward one represents power one represents time and one represents death 
And as you, I will give you this with a net, with a, with a 20, even though, you know, dirty 20, nonetheless, you can, uh, you can tell that these are magical. These are not just decorative runes on the ground and they seem to have connection to the well. Uh, if Glenn places his hand on the time diocese, does he feel any magical effect or is it just a, a, a platform or a plaque that says the word time? Oh, that's, um, hmm. That's interesting. Uh, roll me a, um, roll me a constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw. If you're within nice. uh, ten feet of me, you get a plus four. Uh, DM is the well ten feet wide. Uh, yes. Fuck. Uh, dirty twenty again. Okay. Uh, Glenn, you begin to feel like your life energy is being siphoned out of you into the floor. You feel you. I think you all see as the rune illuminates as Glenn puts his hand to it. And you see the line connecting to the well illuminate as well. And a sphere comes floating up out of the uh, the center of the well. Um, I'm going to say that the rune illuminated in green, just to give these things colors, um, illuminated in green. And the sphere that is, that is floating out of it is also green. Um, Glenn, what do you do? Uh, I think once it, like, if it started to feel not necessarily painful, but like it was having any detrimental effect, I think Glenn's going to pull his hand from it. And he's going to say to guys, uh, it might be asking us to offer our time and death. I can't, I can't really tell, but it, when I put my hand on the time dice, it, it, it felt like time was slipping by me, even though I was just here. Well, uh, you, you said it, the three are time, death, and what was the other one? Power is what it what it read as. All right. Well, uh, let me uh, let's try. Which one do we suspect is the death one? Uh, well, I could read them, so it's that one. And Glenn's gonna point to the the death dais. All right. Cosmo would wander over to the the death dais. Before you put your hand on that, when I put my hand on the time, like the time was taken from me. I don't know if well you want to put your hand on the death one. This is actually something interesting. You. Uh, you uh, roll me a um, investigation check, Cosmo. To see if you need Jasmo. Anyone else getting fifth element vibes? Like we got one match. It was love the whole time. It was always love. <laughs> uh, really always been love? A f- 15. Okay. Cosmo, you, you feel like you notice like maybe one or two more crow's feet on Glenn that you swear weren't there a second ago crow's feet like around his eyes like like a little bit a little bit more like like he he, he has a couple more wrinkles around his eye than you swear weren't there a second ago glenn you 
You said it took time from you? That's what it felt like. Oh. I don't really know how else to describe it, but yeah, it just okay. felt like time was slipping away. Well, I mean, I don't mean this in any offensive way. You do look a little bit older. You've got a few more wrinkles around the... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and you see Glenn pull out like a like an eye mask, like a like a face cream, and just starts like applying <laughs> it to like the corners of his eyes. Uh, I I meant no offense. I'm just, it's just obs- it's strange. Glenn puts his hood on and just like is like hiding his face and putting on. Seem just fidgeting. Well, okay, you know, not all of us age as gracefully, fucking bearded, whatever. I meant no. I did start it with. I mean, no offense. No one ever says anything nice after they say that. I'm just trying. Whatever. I'm about to touch the death one. Would you like to come over here and touch the death one? That seems like a bad idea. But yeah, that's fair. Thank you. You can I'm let me know if my bones was... start showing. <laughs> and I guess this is a really expensive, like 100 gold eye cream. So I'm just going to take 100 gold off because it's it's only going to come in like this much. How all that shit works. <laughs> fair. Um, before Cosmo steps up and touches the death uh dais um he's going to cast band name it is uh, it is a great that band name should exist uh he is going to uh go ahead and cast a spell a new one uh i'm going to cast a, a spell yeah. and that spell is death Ward. a spell oh sick <laughs> okay uh, so He's going to cast Death Ward on himself. Uh, I think you see like a... I don't know. I think it's like uh, you see his hand glow like blue, but it has tinges of black on it. Um, And he puts it on his armor and you just see it fade away. Um, And um, he is going to touch the Death Dais. Okay. Um... So, you put your hand to the rune marked death, and when you do so, you you start to feel similar to kind of what Glynn was feeling. You feel like your life essence is being pulled from you. Like, you feel like something is leaving you at, to illuminate this in red, and you see a red orb that starts to raise up um, out of the well. Uh, the green one, by the way, sunk back down as soon, into the well as soon as Glenn uh, removed his hand from it. Are you going to uh, keep your hand on it, or are you going to uh, keep it there? What uh, would you like to do? I'm gonna. I, keep... I need you to make me. Uh, sorry, I need you to make me a. Mm, uh, I need you to make me a Constitution saving throw. All right. Just one? Or was it just normal? Yeah, just constitution. Okay. Through. All right. 27. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I think as I do it and noticing that the green one goes, Glenn, you might have to get a few more wrinkles. I need you to do it again. Rangrim, uh, pull, get to the pull other Tyus. Go. Hold on. Hold on. We should, we should think about this. Pull your hand. Pull your hand. Pull your hand. Are you okay? Well, it hurts, but um, um Cosmo, 
you, uh, it, it feels weird, but you feel like your, um, your max HP is slightly lower than it was. It's dropped by like maybe one to 2% of your total, like your total health. You feel like some of your vitality has been removed from you. All right. So I'm, I'm just going to put this out here. It sounds like we're going to ultimately sacrifice, if temporarily, whatever placard we put our, our hands on, whatever dice is. So it seems exponentially more dangerous for yourself to be on the death dais, considering Lord knows how many times you can come back, but two, you also have a means of healing either one of us back from... Right the dead uh well i personally don't have too much fear of you know death itself but i definitely do have fear of more crow's feet <laughs> so i'd be uh more interested in giving a young chap like you maybe a, a, a tap at time and well, i can you i i understand your fear of uh wrinkles however you have more time to give than this young dwarf would in his entire lifetime. That's definitely true. Okay, super uh, fair. Great point. My uh, one other thought, though, is if the last one is power, I don't think we should be putting Rangrim on that, as the risk of his loss of power is way higher than the risk of my loss of power. If it's of the arcane effect, I mean, what he can do with magic versus what I can do with magic is, is way different. I would almost want myself to be on the power or maybe you Cosmo to prevent loss of too much power from Rangrim. It's kind of our, uh, well, holy, well I mean, I'm kind caller. of bound on either the other two. Cause if I get any damn near older, I could just fucking die. And if I go to the death one, I could just die. Right. So I, I feel like I already have expelled a, uh, death ward on me myself in order to prevent death so i feel like we've kind of already ascribed ourselves to the dais at which we now stand that uh, makes a lot of sense yeah that's fair okay rango so, you ready one's gonna like yeah, cover his um, hand above the dais isn't that isn't that kind of weird though you talking all that crap about destiny we find this temple under the water, and there's there's three of them. These things that we all gotta touch. Sure does. And uh, there's three of us. Three of them. It would suck if there were four, huh? I know. Imagine well, there's that only there's one. A fourth one. Like, oh shit, we don't have another guy. I mean, it makes sense. Glenn's the oldest. You've died the most. I'm the most powerful. So fuck it, right? Right. I mean, we got Poe. Poe can Poe can take the L on the death dice yeah. if you want to try, but. <laughs> My my assumption is uh, whoever tries to tap into this has to have some immense heroic reason to be here, and I think Poe might just like unmake themselves as an octopus if we had to I don't lean think, on her. I don't think Steve has much of a shot either. Well, I mean, I kind of think we're fucked anyways. I don't think anything good's really going to uh, come from the order of operations here, so... What do you say we all just do this? Uh, seems good to me, unless the DM has something he wants to say. Do we, um, uh, 
You kept I, trying to jump in to after... talk, so that's why I was trying to give you a second. I, w- I was so um I, I do have a I couple things. Uh one thing I, I Oh, will, can I we will... rest in this room? <laughs> I, I mean, there there is room to rest. Um but... I would say we, we do have a giant ablith keeping guard of us. We could probably take a, a quick nap if we needed to. Um if if anything, Poe can wake us up if uh if there's a fight outside, but we might want to take some time. I need. Well, I just realized, yeah, we just fought that thing. And it's like, we're about to just go right back. Fire off fight. whatever bad <laughs> yeah, thing it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I love that idea. I think that's a great idea. Uh, the next, the, the other thing I was going to say is that I will make sure that these are even. So if you make a sacrifice, like if Glenn, Elven ages, Dwarven ages, all those things are different. These are going to change based on who does them, and they will be even based on that. So, like, mm. it's not going to be a set amount of years that Glenn would be giving away that would obviously kill Rangrim or something like that. Like that, it's going to gotcha. be percentages and based on the person, and it's it's they're all going to be bespoke based on like what you guys choose. Um, but the general vibe of them is exactly what's on the tin. So, if you know whatever whatever you are willing to sacrifice going into this. Um, you know, into the final chapter here. Um, that is, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the decision you have to make. I think Glenn, like, after taking half a beat, is going to start setting up a small, I mean, it's dry in here, so a small campfire in, like, this massive room. <laughs> I think Glenn's going to, like, is, are all the statues of the gods stone? Uh, yeah, they're all the same kind of white marble that the marble, floor is okay. made out of. I was, was going to rip an arm off and burn that, so I'm glad, glad you said that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, it'll, take it'll just burn really really poorly. Yeah, it'll just char. It'll look, it'll look nice. Uh, Glenn's going to start building like a tiny, tiny little campfire and is going to uh, throw a pan on it and just start cooking food. And I love it. He's going to look to Cosmo and he goes, you know, now that I'm older and wiser... I realize we just need to take things, you know, a little slower sometimes. So why don't we, why don't we grab some, a quick rest? I just need, you know, a few hours. I'll cast water breathing again. So we won't drown in our sleeps. Cause that'd suck. And then we can, uh, well, it's much drier it's, and it's warmer dry in here. So we're good. Oh yeah. You're right. That's a good point. Yeah, I, don't need to do that I mean, and it hasn't been anywhere close but, to a day since you cast that. That's been like hours at best. In my old age, my balance is a little off, so I feel like I'm still underwater. I think it's just because like the pressure down here. Uh, but yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, let's let's take a, a quick break because Jaboy outside of uh, me looking tired uh, also has zero ability to cast anything <laughs> in the next <laughs> in the next few minutes. So we should uh, maybe take a quick break, and I'll tell you guys a, a bedtime story. Take a quick nap. Besides, getting older might not be a bad idea, right? Like, I I still look good with the wrinkles. It's like a like a silver fox effect, Rangrim. Well, yeah. I mean, I knew your hair was always kind of white. I didn't know it could go gray, though. It's, it's Wait, a little off putting. Glenn Glenn put a uh, cast minor illusion, and there's just like a helmet of hair. Like it's like this. It's like the Lego version of Glenn's hair. <laughs> so you can't see the grays. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I love I love gray hair too, but I think it was just the the pressure as well affecting your eyes. There's no there's no gray here. Glenn's oh no, like I'm sorry. Nervously, 
And he's just going to pull it off of his like face. Oh, that's one of mine. And he's just going to throw it on the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah. Glenn sets up like quick pillows and like a, a bedroll, I'm guessing. I, can we even swim with that shit? I guess Glenn's just going to lay on the ground because I was thinking like you wouldn't have a lot of your equipment if we had to go aquatic. Oh, you have a bag of holding. So you, you would have it all. We'd have the bedrolls. Okay, that works. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like no, you can't in this magical world, you can't have a sleeping bag. Rangram's sleeping on the floor. Glenn's gonna send uh Octopus Poe back outside the bubble into the water, and Poe's gonna be like sitting kind of like an orb on top mm-hmm. of one of the pedestals, just keeping an eye off like the Aboleth is fighting anybody else. Uh but he's gonna be like a little eye of Sauron just outside the temple. Yeah, um y- it's really difficult to see out of it because of you know the water disillusion like it's really hard to see it's not like a clear transparent portal to see through um so you can't really see whether or not the aboleth is out there uh but you right like you just hear like kind of ambient noises of like deep ocean like deep like kind of underwater sounds that are echoing through and honestly it's it's a kind of in this incredibly dangerous world to find somewhere that is so peaceful in such an un like unsuspecting place is I think it kind of takes you guys uh, off guard. I think for a minute, like when you guys are first settling in, like it's kind of hard to settle down and kind of hard to relax. But after a little bit of time, like you realize that like, this is actually an incredibly calm and relaxing space that you have found yourself in. And it seems at least for the time being to be, you know, a, a haven away from, you know, the dangers of the outside world. It's, it's eerily quiet down here and kind of peaceful whenever kind of turn off the city and the towns above it's maybe this will be like our our vacation spot and build another one of those hot tubs just come down here to get away Rangram. that's not a bad idea if we can find a way to just like teleport back here i mean who's gonna come get us with that big fuck sitting outside and he seems kind of cool like can you imagine how much yeah, he could cook yeah that's true you you do have to kind of almost kill something for it to realize that it shouldn't fuck with you. But all things considered, he seemed like he was just testing us, not necessarily in in murderous rampage mode. So maybe who wants to you know, invite him in for dinner? I don't know if he's still out there, but maybe he likes DOS dogs. Probably never had him. <laughs> I mean, if he but, had, that would be that that that's probably bad for business. I, I imagine he probably ate a whole car or somebody. Somebody's probably the right word. Yeah, that's a good point. You can ask the Baron. He's been running running lines everywhere. He would know. But I'm going to take a rest. Uh, Poe is, metagaming-wise, hiding outside. So stealth and is going to hold their action in case they see anything threatening. Okay. Just because just it's fun and why I picked an octopus in the first place, they're going I to use their action ink cloud. And they're going to ink <laughs> a five-foot radius and get the fuck out. I love so it. we have a little octopus alarm out front i love it that's amazing i think that's great um yeah so you all you know what did you cook by the way what did you cook on the on the fire a bunch of dos dogs and if we're pulling from the bag of holding i'm gonna assume there's like little baggies of squirrel stew from from amy's provisions uh so a little taste of tin town is what you're you're cooking little little taste of tin town i love it Kind of reminds me uh, of home. I think that's great. Um, honestly, I think that uh, I think that I think that's the scene. I think that the three of you 
sit around this this fire in this empty empty temple that you're surrounded by all of these gods of old, many of which, uh, you know, even in Cosmo's life haven't even existed. Um, and I think as you all are just kind of laughing in, in, in eating this, this food that reminds you of home and, uh, you know, taking these, these precious moments before it just kind of pushing off the inevitable future that is just hovering like a sort of Damocles above the three of you. Um, I think that you all really sit in this moment and just kind of lap it all in. Um, you know, just one more moment with the three of you before you have to face your, you know, inevitable destiny. And I think that that is where we're going to leave the session tonight. Uh, purely for flavor, Glenn would have set like Cosmo and Rangrum's pillows, sort of at the feet of the Morden dais or Morden mm -hmm. statue, and like would have put the fire between himself and them. So like they're sleeping underneath Morden. Hopefully, Cosmo has some good dreams. Probably before we all die. for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D &D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7pm PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.